desires. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. We maybe meditate on the five luminous mysteries. The first mystery is the baptism of our Lord in the Jordan. St. John the Baptist cries out, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Just in case we might think that Jesus needs baptism, he hasn't come to have his sins taken away, but to take away the sins of the world, to make holy the waters of baptism so that our sins can be taken away in the sacraments. Behold the Lamb of God. Five words changes the world. St. John, St. Andrew follow Jesus when they hear these words. Then they go and get St. Peter. St. Peter comes to Jesus, receives his new name, Kephas, the rock on which the church will be founded. He goes on to evangelize and transform many other people, 3,000 in one day. They go on to transform many tens of thousands, if not millions, of other people. And it all starts with those words, Behold the Lamb of God. This chain of radical transformations which begin when somebody comes into the real presence of Christ. We say the same words when we raise up the sacred host. It's the same Lord. How many people have you brought to him? How many people have you said 
Behold the Lamb of God. How many radical transformations have you begun? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. O oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are most in need of your mercy. Saint Joseph. sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. The second luminous mystery is the wedding feast at Cana. Our Lord changes water into wine, first kind of transubstantiation, where one substance changes to another in order to give us a little glimpse of the great transubstantiation of the wine into his blood which he will work later on. 
This is a Marian sign, a sign worked at Our Lady's behest. And it says afterwards that after this sign, the disciples began to believe in Jesus. They began to have Marian faith. What Our Lady already had to see Jesus as the eternal Son of God, they began to enter into that Marian faith. It literally says they began to believe into Jesus. Into Jesus. Not in Jesus, but into Him. They began to look into the humble appearances of the carpenter from Nazareth and see the glorious King of Kings, the eternal Word made flesh. That's the kind of faith that can look beyond the fragile appearances of the sacred white host and catch a glimpse of the face of the risen Lord. Nobody has that faith who doesn't have Our Lady in their lives. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are most in need of your mercy. Saint Joseph. Sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. The third luminous mystery, the proclamation of the kingdom of God. Jesus, as the fathers tell us, is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven in person. Wherever he stands, there is the kingdom of God enfleshed. And so the Eucharist is the kingdom of God. We notice what Jesus says as he begins to preach. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. In order to encounter the kingdom in person, you have to repent. You have to let go of your sins. You have to go to confession before you can receive communion, as we all know. And the, the amount of grace, so there's an infinite amount of grace in every single holy communion. You could become a saint. Saints have been transformed by their first communion, but the amount of grace you will receive is in accordance with the degree to which you will repent and let go of all of your sins, all of the ill will, all of the unforgiveness, all of the criticisms, calumnies, whatever it may be, the unholy desires, drop them, let them go forever, and you'll see, you'll become a saint through the Most Holy Eucharist. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are most in need of your mercy. Saint Joseph. Amen. Sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. The fourth mystery is the transfiguration. In the Old Testament, a cloud marked the place where God was present, a cloud which descended upon the tabernacle. Jewish people call it the Shekinah, the glory of God, the cloud which then accompanied that tabernacle through the wilderness into Jerusalem and became the Holy of Holies in the Temple of Jerusalem. The cloud comes back one more time upon the sacred body of Christ, upon the mountain of transfiguration to show that here is the true tabernacle, here is the true temple, the sacred body of Jesus, the body which remains with us in the Eucharist. I'm always amazed to read about the kind of reverence that the Jewish people had in the presence of the tabernacle, in the presence of the Holy of Holies. There's a famous letter written by a Jew from Alexandria after his pilgrimage to Jerusalem where he says he was stunned by the silence, the silence which surrounded the Holy of Holies because for them that was the place of God's presence on earth. That was just a shadow the old cloud in the old covenant was dark. The cloud that comes on Jesus is a luminous cloud because now the shadow has given way to the reality in the body of Christ. What reverence we should have in the presence of the Eucharist. Our churches are the true temple where the body of Jesus is present. He is really alive and present and yet sometimes we can barely pray because of the chatter and the noise and the useless idle talk that goes on in our churches. It's a tragedy, something that only emerged maybe in the last 40, 50 years. We do need to get it under control because, as we said, we block the activity of Christ in people's hearts by making it impossible for them to pray. Let's listen to what St. Peter Julian Amard said. He's the apostle of the Eucharist. It's a magnificent book on adoration in the light of the monstrance. Someday I'll give you a talk on, on St. Peter Julian and his message. But here's what he said. This is 19th century reverence in the churches. This is how it was, and I believe how it should be. Reverence in church, especially in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, must be our chief exterior virtue. Our chief exterior virtue. This respect is the solemn profession of our faith, and at the same time, a grace of piety and fervor. God punishes irreverences committed in his sanctuary with a weakening of faith and a withdrawal of graces of devotion. Now you know what's gone wrong in the church. Let us therefore be very severe on the matter of reverence and worship. Let our bearing be dignified, our attitude religious. Let us observe a strict silence, an absolute recollection of the senses. In church, our attention must be for Jesus Christ only. Friends must be as if they were not. 
Jesus is everything. The attention of the court centers on the king. He is the only one honored. At the sight of this profound and religious reverence, the worldly-minded will at least be forced to say there is something great here. The weak, the lukewarm, will be ashamed of their tepidity and will pay due homage to Jesus Christ. Good example is the royal lesson of wisdom and the most fruitful apostolate. Simply good example. Your reverence will spread the Eucharistic reign. I don't want you to be scrupulous. You know, if someone smiles at you, you can smile back. But let's not fill our churches with useless noise. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, 
Lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are most in need of your mercy. Saint Joseph. fifth mystery is the institution of the Eucharist. Our Lord had promised exactly one year to the day before that he would give us his flesh to eat and his blood to drink and then he comes to the Last Supper and says those powerful words, this is my body, this is my blood. Not this is a symbol of my body and blood but this is. In Aramaic he could almost say this is me, this is myself, truly present and that is uh, what we receive. Our Lord says, I am the bread of life. What a curious definition to give oneself. I am the bread. If you had asked angels to define who Jesus is, they would have said, Lord, Master, King, Glorious One. Our Lord says, I am the bread. He's come to be the nourishment for our spiritual lives, what normal bread, normal food does for our bodies, he does for our souls. In the Eucharist, when a person is healthy, they're hungry very often. When a person works hard, they have to eat well, they have to eat a lot in order to have energy to remain healthy. The same with us. If we want to work for our Lord, we have to eat a lot. We have to receive Holy Communion as often as possible, daily if possible, if we really want to work for Jesus. And hunger is a sign of health. Desire for the Eucharist is a sign of spiritual health. When someone is very sick, they no longer have an appetite. And if a soul is sick, it loses its burning desire for the Eucharist. We ask Our Lady to inflame our hearts that we may receive the Eucharist with passionate desire. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Blessed art thou among women, 
to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are most in need of your mercy. Saint Joseph, sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment time. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. Let us pray. O God, whose only begotten Son, by his life, death, and resurrection, has purchased for us the rewards of eternal salvation, grant we beseech thee that, meditating upon these mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. May the divine assistance remain always with us. May the souls of the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, Trust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we'll prepare ourselves now to welcome Bishop Ray, and I think Margie has a, a word to say to us uh, just before we do so.